Well, yeah, this is huge because I can just imagine, you know, a couple of days before the closing, if you're just watching every single email, every single notification, did the wire transfer come through? You know, has everybody funded? Yeah. So if you can get everybody taken care of a couple of weeks ahead of time, that would just reduce a ton of stress. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, our sponsor for the show today is Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota. And they were recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through their investment prospects. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. Look, there's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Hump Day Hustle, the show where we focus on business and real estate as our core pillars of wealth creation. My name is John Stiles with Bridge Realty, and I'm excited for another great episode. Today, we're going to be talking about equity commitments that stick. And with that, here is our host, Todd Dexheimer. Todd, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, John. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. Todd, what have you been up to lately? I know you've been involved <laughs> in a few different conferences and such. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been going up on stage a lot and talking and just uh, educating. And, you know, I've been in the business for... 11 years, which isn't a ton of time, but it's enough, I think, to give some knowledge to people and basically what I've learned throughout and, you know, things I've seen, things I've maybe done wrong and right and uh, be able to to, uh, provide hopefully some value to people. And it's been a lot of fun. I never really, uh, never really intentionally thought about doing something like this, you know, people would ask me if I, oh, you were a teacher, you know, do you want to, do you want to teach real estate? And I, I would just say, no, 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 that's not, I don't want to do that. Um, but I guess once a teacher, always a teacher, I'm having a ton of fun doing it. I'm loving going up on stage and, and speaking at these events. Of course, it gives me an opportunity then to kind of uh, position myself as as a thought leader, which is always good, and and potentially gets you know more investors or more deals. Uh, build my brand, so there's definitely some other benefits uh, beyond it. You know, you go to a conference if you speak at the conference, people automatically will want to come up to you. So it's definitely easy to network or easier to network after you speak. Uh, because people want to say hi to you, they want to reach out to you, and, and they want to, you know, hopefully tell you a good job. Um, so yeah, I, I've been doing a lot of that. I, I obviously we hosted our our conference, the North Star Real Estate uh, Conference, which I thought went extremely well. Uh, that was really fun. And by the way, to our listeners, it's going to be again in 2020. We're going to be doing it April 24th and 25th. We're switching it to the spring strategically because there's a ton of conferences in the fall. And so I, I just wanted to get it in the spring. A lot of people um, are doing their conferences in the fall. So I thought it'd be best to do it in uh, the end of April 
it's nice and warm already in, in Minneapolis, well, typically. And uh, typically there's no snow or ice on the lakes. And so it's, it's a good time to be here. And uh, yeah, so we, we just opened it up. So if people wanted to sign up, they could go back to our website, nreconference.com, and they could actually buy tickets today uh, with the promo code NORTHSTAR, uh, one word, NORTHSTAR. So, so yeah, after the North Star Real Estate Conference, um, I, I spoke at another conference right after that the following weekend and then, and then had another uh, small little conference uh, or more of a meetup um, right after that. And then I went to Denver and spoke in Denver at uh, the Raising Money Summit, which was a good time. Uh, a lot of great people there. And now I'm going to Chicago next week to speak at IMN uh, conference. So it's just boom, 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 boom. A lot of, lot of back to back to back. And it's been fun though. I, I really enjoy it. Um, meet a lot of great people, of course. So Nice. Yeah. To your point about uh, when you speak, you know, it's a good way to network. It's, it's a lot harder to hide in the corner if you're the one up on stage. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and it's just easier. People come up to you. They want to talk to you because you just got done presenting. Of course, if you did a horrible, horrible job, maybe they don't want to talk to you. But at least if you do an okay job, they want to come up and talk to you and not only congratulate you, but it just gives you instant credibility. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, me, I don't, I haven't done a lot of presentations, but I did at our conference. And, you know, one of the nice things is just if you're actually are able to share something that's that people can put into use, like I did get a few people that said, Hey, I was able to, to use this. And yeah, that just kind of gives you a lot of satisfaction for being able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously that's the number one goal. You want to add value to people. Uh, beyond that, anything else that comes um, out of it is, is, you know, kind of a bonus. So Cool. Let's dive into the meat and potatoes, unless you got anything else that you want to add, John. No, let's go for it. So getting our equity commitments to stick, uh, what would you say is kind of the first thing to think about when we're covering this topic? Well, first, let's just talk about the topic. And the topic is when we are going to raise funds, we want to make sure we have enough funds in order to actually get our deal uh, closed. And so we're going to have two types of financing typically on a deal. As a syndicator, you're going to have two types of financing. First of all, you're going to have your debt financing. And that's going to be through like a Fannie Freddie. That's going to be, you know, your agency debt or maybe your bridge loan or maybe a local bank loan. Um, but they don't finance 100% of the purchase price. So if we're purchasing it for, you know, let's call it $5 million, they're going to finance only a portion of that. So we might have to raise another one and a half to 2 million, um, depending on the deal for that. So the bank's going to finance, let's call it between 65 and 75, maybe up to 80% of the deal. And then we've got our uh, due diligence costs. We've got our, um, our closing expenses. We've got our reserve fees and we've got our down payment. So it's going to add up um, anywhere between, you know, one and a half to 2 million on like a $5 million purchase. Well, I want to make sure I can get that money. Right. And if I don't have it out of my own pocket, if I don't have one and a half, $2 million sitting around, I've got to raise it. And that's where we're talking about today is how do we actually get our commitments to stick and how do we get 95 plus percent of them to stick? And so one of the things that I hear over and over by people is that, um, 
you need to raise, if you're doing a million dollar raise, you need to raise 50% more, meaning you have to raise $1.5 million for a million dollar raise. Now that can be challenging, especially if it's one of your first or second raises. So what I want to tell you is, look, I don't want you not to over raise, but what I want you to do is to be able to count on the people that say they're coming into your deal. I want them to actually come in your deal. And so I've kind of created a six step process of things you should do in order for them to actually fully commit in your deal to where you, they say, Hey, I'm going to put in a hundred thousand, 200,000, 300,000 that that's actually what they're going to put in to the deal. And they're serious and they're not going to back out because you do have people back out. I've had people back out. Um, and it's always just, uh, never a good thing, never a good feeling. And we want to make sure we have very few people back out. And I've been very fortunate to have very, very few people back out. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of like a recap of, of what we're really talking about when we talk about this topic. So um, yeah. I'll just yeah. add, you know, obviously this is super important because when you get to the closing table, you, know, you don't want to be short on funds. Right. Like anything in life and in business, you know, a lot of times there's a percentage of people that are, you know, not going to follow through with, with what you're planning to transact with them, whatever it might be. So, um, but yeah, if you can get your, your closing rate to 95%, that's I think huge. Yeah, absolutely. We want, we want to be able to look, it's important to know what you have to raise, right? If we don't know what we have to raise or what we have when we raise, you're kind of guessing you're stressed out. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just not a good position to be in. So we want to be comfortable with the raise as we go on. Nice. So let's talk about step number one. Yeah. So educate early and often would be step number one. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So and that's most of the stuff is either all of the stuff is before we're actually closing. And when I talk about closing right now, I'm talking about closing on the funds. Okay. And then closing on the property, of course, is the second step. But um, education is really important. If my investors don't know what they're getting into, they're going to feel uncomfortable committing. Right. So maybe they'll give me a verbal commitment, but they'll try to do more due diligence. Well, if they're doing due diligence on me and on, you know, what this type of investment is after they've committed, well, guess what? It's a tight time frame. A lot of them are going to feel uncomfortable during that due diligence phase that they're not prepared enough and they're going to step out. And maybe they'll decide to come in on the next one, but that's not what we want. We want them to be prepared on this one. So we want to educate them. We want to educate them. We want to educate them. So for me, what I do is I've got a podcast, right? I've got uh, blogs. I have, you know, social media posts. I do what I can to try to make sure there's good education out there. I point people in the right direction if I don't have what they need covered. So I make sure they're educated. Then I also have um, a one-on-one phone conversation with each and every one of my investors. Every single one of my investors have a one-on-one phone conversation with me. And I'm there to answer questions to make sure they understand the type of investment that they're talking about getting into. 
Um, we want to make sure they're comfortable with us. We want to make sure they're comfortable with the markets that we're looking at. And we want to make sure, of course, they're comfortable with the, the, the setup. Beyond that, then they get on our mailing list and they get quarterly emails. And those quarterly emails always have something educational in them. They're always basically everything educational about what's going on with the market, about uh, the type of properties we're buying, about multifamily. Um, so we're giving them content so they can consume and they can further their education. So it's educate early and educate often, extremely, extremely valuable. Yeah, I can totally get that. I mean, people are going to make these ultimate investments when they're really confident that it's a good investment for them. And if they don't have enough knowledge about it, uh, they're just going to feel unsure about it. And, you know, yeah. uncertainty is, is not a good place to start there. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, if, if that's it for number one, let's go to number two, which is sound presentation. Yep. So, you know, we get a property under contract and we want to present, of course, the details to our investors. And when we want to present the details to our investors, we have to have a, a presentation. And that presentation is typically in the form of like a webinar and a PowerPoint presentation. Well, I don't want to do death by PowerPoint. I want to make this thing exciting. I want to make it so they can feel like they've been to the property. So that's kind of what we're looking for. We're looking for telling a story. Stories sell. And we're not, by the way, we're not selling. Anytime I position one of my investments, it, I don't come into it with a, the thought of I'm selling. I come into it with the thought of I'm providing an opportunity for my investors to invest in uh, cash flowing real estate with solid returns backed by, you know, strong, solid multifamily assets. Um, so, but either way, we want to tell a story because we want them to feel comfortable, right? We want them to feel confident in the investment. So I want to, there's typically a problem. So I want to address the problem that's going on with the property. Maybe it's a, maybe the property's had a lot of uh, crime and drugs happening uh, to, in, in that property. Uh, and we want to come in there and we're going to clean up the asset type and we're going to be providing massive benefits to the city and to the local community. Um, so we can tell that story. Uh, there, there might be other issues, but there's some sort of issue that we're typically trying to solve. And so we can tell that story. We want to tell the bad, and then we want to talk about how we can solve that problem. We also want to talk about our full business plan, what we're doing, and really just tell that story. And we want to show good video and pictures of the property so they can really see themselves living in the property. If you can feel that you could live in that property and you feel like you've been to the property already, you're very much more likely to invest and continue to kind of hold your investment in there versus walk away and feel uncomfortable. So I want to do things like a drone, hire somebody to fly a drone over the property uh, and over the community too, right? I want to show Google Maps um, that really show we can Google Earth where we can dive in and really see what's going on in the community and in the property. We want to do a, a walkthrough of the property. If we can walk through maybe a remodeled unit already, or maybe one of our competitors remodeled units, talk about what we're doing, go into some of the old units, walk the, through the property. They can feel like they've been there. So all about, you know, look, if I've got a webinar and uh, it's a 
it's a 30 minutes of telling the story and three to five minutes of showing the numbers and then maybe a minute or two of recap. That's all I want to do. I don't want to be 30 minutes of numbers and five minutes of telling the story. It's the opposite. Hmm. That's interesting. So uh, how much time and effort and even money do you put into creating these presentations? Um, yeah. So, well, first of all, I hire most of it out. So um, as far as my time goes, it's not a, it's not a ton of time, but I mean, it's, you know, it's at least a day's worth of work, a full day. Um, you know, it's typically not one day that I'm doing it. It's maybe a couple hours at a time, but I would say I've never really timed it. So that is a good question, but I would say anywhere between like eight to, to 15 hours at the most uh, of my time. But then you want to hire somebody to do the drone work. You want to hire somebody to put together the videos. Um, you know, when we talk about the videos, you might be in the video, you might be actually holding maybe as you're doing it by your phone or whatever. So you might be the one doing that. So that would add on to time. You want somebody to edit that unless you're really good at that. And you want to take the time to do it. Uh, and then as far as putting the PowerPoint together, you know, you probably better serve just to hire a VA to put to all that stuff together. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, this presentation is going to, kind of be, you know, hopefully you've already got that first impression with your investors and you've built the relationship, but then this is the first impression that they have with the actual deal. Yeah. And so you want to make sure it's really professional and compelling. Um, so a lot of thought needs to go into it. Yeah. And by the way, something I didn't mention with educate early and often is after I have that one-on-one -on -one phone conversation, let's send them an email with a deal we recently closed. Or if you haven't closed a deal, a deal, a sample deal, um, a deal that you would close. And so that way they can see kind of your, your, your business plan and your analysis and kind of how everything looks before. So that's another way you're educating them. Then you don't have to educate them on the process or what the business plan looks like. Yeah, they've already seen it. Exactly. Yep. Nice. All right. Okay, so step three is provide documents right away. Yeah, so really important, obviously, is to provide uh, your investors with as much information as possible. So again, communication overload, I want to make sure I'm communicating well with them. So provide them documents, make uh, provide them documents before you even send out the uh, send out the PowerPoint to do the webinar, you know provide those documents to them so they have time to review. If you can get your PPM sent out, private placement memorandum, which is the big legal document written by your attorneys and your business plan. So I always do a PPM, but then I do a business plan and my business plan is written by me or my team. And it's very just English 101, really easy to read and understand. And we try to tell a story in that as well. And so uh, send that out to your investors as early as you possibly can. So I don't know you're underwriting so they can see it and make sure they get that all gets in front of them and gives them an opportunity to, to look it over and gives them opportunity also to send it to their attorney uh, as quickly as humanly possible. So we want to get that out to them. I want to get it out before I even do the webinar if I possibly can. Uh, it's all about getting in front of the ball instead of behind. Yep. Well, those documents are very lengthy 
and you want the investor to really comprehend what they're getting into. So. Yeah, it gives them an opportunity to ask questions as well based on that. So when we do have uh, phone conversations and we have emails, uh, we can understand what's, you know, the questions right away. Because the questions, we want to answer the questions early. If they do back out, that way we know early instead of late. Right. That makes a lot of sense. How long are these uh, documents, the PPM and then your business plan? Maybe a hundred pages or so, hundred to 150 pages total typically. Yeah. So like, like a short book. Hey, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, Pine Financial Group. Look, you work hard for your money. Is your money working hard for you? Because of inflation, money sitting idle erodes your wealth. Many investors understand that real estate is a great investment, but may not want the effort or the risk that comes with owning their own property. They want to sit back and have payments, hit their bank account each and every month. Stop eroding your wealth and start building it by asking your money to work for you. You should be earning profits while you sleep in investment backed by real estate. Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, was recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through the investment prospectus. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. There's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. It's www.pineinvestments.com. Well, then uh, step number four is to contact each investor consistently. Right. So... Here's what I would recommend, uh, and this is what I do, is I've got an investor that verbally commits. They say, hey, I want to put in 150000 or whatever it is, 50000 whatever it is. Uh, they typically are emailing me or sending me a text message or, you know, whatever. Um, or, and we also have a portal, and so they can verbally commit on, on the portal. So the, either way, they've verbally committed. What I'm going to do then is give every single one of them a one-on-one full conversation. And I do that because I think that really helps solidify the commitment. Um, a lot of people miss this step, and I think this is a critical step. So you want a one-on-one phone conversation with them. Just What I want to do is I want to recap the story. I don't want to tell the story over. I don't want to spend a half an hour on the story. What I want to do is I want to pick out three, maybe five at the most bullet points, just quick bullet points. You know, hey, I'm, and then we want to make sure they're committed, right? So we want to make sure they're fully committed. So here's, here's kind of the, the conversation. It's going to be something like, hey, Jim, uh, you know, excited that you are investing 150, committed, sorry, excited you're committed to investing $150,000 into, you know, one, one, two, three main street um, that will be closing on uh, October 23rd. Wanted to just, you know, ask if you had any questions and, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, you understand that we are going to be doing X. We're going to be doing Y. 
and we're going to be doing Z to the property. And we're going to be taking this property from, you know, where it's at right now, whatever the story is, and we're going to be turning it into this. We're excited to provide, you know, eight to 11% cash on cash return with a projected IRR of, you know, 16%. Just wanted to make sure, you know, I answer any questions that you have, blah, blah, blah. I'll let them get some questions out, talk about the deal, whatever they want to do. <clears throat> and then at the end, we're going to recap, you're going to cap that conversation by saying, all right, well, you know, appreciate the phone call or appreciate the phone conversation. If you ever have any questions during this process, please don't hesitate to email me or reach out via phone. I want to make sure I'm serving you properly. And I would then end, end with, you'll be receiving weekly emails from us. And just want to make sure you understand that our closing date is, again, it's April or it's October uh, 20, you know, 5th or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, excited you're committed. Something like that. You notice I said they're committed. I didn't ask them if they're committed. I told them they're committed. Uh, I think that's really important as well. Yeah, you know, this, this particular phone conversation I think is huge because in this uh, technology age that we live in, we feel like we have a lot of more engagement than we actually do. You know, it's super easy for people to click the like button or, you know, receive an email and passively be engaged, but they might not be really committed to, to that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but like you said, you're, you're, you're giving them this opportunity, but they do need to make a firm decision on it. So you're kind of putting them on the spot um, and helping them to make that decision. Yeah, I think once they have that one-on-one -on -one personal phone conversation with you, they're a lot more committed, in my opinion. I mean, you've already communicated with them now. So then the next step of with communication is I have that weekly email. Like I said, I already told them I'm giving them a weekly email. And I think that's extremely important. We don't want to miss out on that. If we don't have a weekly email, we're not top of mind. We want to be top of mind. We want to make sure they understand that this thing is still closing. Because it might be it might be 60 days between, or maybe even more, between when they commit to when we close. Well, if they commit and 60 days go by and they haven't heard from you, they might not even know the deal is still active and alive. So I want to send a weekly email. Some of the emails might be pretty much the same. Like, you know, just want to give you guys a weekly update. Everything is on track to still close on, you know, October 25th. And uh, we're still excited about the deal. Could be something very simple. And it could be pretty much the same email every week for, for four weeks. But it doesn't matter. It just needs to be a communication point. That provides them opportunity to understand that you're a good communicator, right? And you're professional. And that also keeps you top of mind and make sure they do know the deal is still going through. Yeah, yeah. And it really solidifies in their mind that they are funding this deal. Yeah. So, say, Todd, as you're making all these follow-up conversations and calls, um, how much time would you say that takes? And like, how many investors can you handle yourself before you need to start adding people to your team? Um, I mean, that's up to, that's up to each individual and, and what their role is in the, in the property, right? So if your role is investor relations, well, that 
I, I would think you'd handle them all. Um, if you've got a lot of other things to do, then maybe you do have to hire somebody to do it. Uh, so it really depends. Uh, each phone conversation should take more than about 20 minutes. Some of them are going to take 10 minutes. Some are going to take 30 minutes, but each of them, I would say you can average in 20 minutes and you can give people a timeline. You can say right at the beginning of the call, Hey Jim, uh, you know, wanted to give you a quick call. I've got about 20 minutes. It's now a good time, you know, or schedule it with them. Just schedule them. Say, hey, I'd like to schedule a phone call with you. I've got a 20-minute time slot right here. Yep. You know, so however you want to do it to maximize your time, but you definitely don't want to be spending an hour with each investor. Um, and that's more than enough. They sh most investors, every once in a while, you get an investor that has a ton of questions, but most investors don't have really many questions, especially if you've done it right from the start. If you did a good PowerPoint presentation, if you really set yourself up right, they won't have many questions. I've already answered it all. Yep. Well, and if you've done all this, all of step one, which is educating early and often, yep. and hopefully that will answer a lot of their questions. We also provide a Q&A, right? So when we send out our investor docs and all that, we've got a Q&A. We've got commonly asked questions that typically are you know, pretty much every deal are the same type of questions that get asked. So it's just a Q and a session or Q and a uh, piece of, you know, piece of paper that they can look at basically, and they can go through and they can look at that stuff. So a lot of that stuff is right on the Q and a, and they'll already have their questions answered. Nice. Okay. Well, let's move on to step number five, which is to get it in writing. Yeah. So once it's in writing, I would say you're 99% committed. You know, there's, there's not, many people who are going to back out once they sign a document that says they're in. Okay. Now, can they still back out? Sure. They can still back out, but very rarely do I, I, I don't know if I've ever had anybody back out after, after actually signing on the dotted line. So I want to provide that PPM. I want to do all that kind of stuff. And, and I want to get them the area to sign right away. We, we do ours through DocuSign. So there's no question of where they have to sign. And we give a deadline. We give our deadline of seven to 10 days after they've made the decision to actually sign on it. So we're going to give a, a actual date. You know, you got to sign this by October 10th. And uh, we make sure that we stick to that. Yeah. And what exactly are they signing? They're signing that they receive the PPM. And oh, they're signing the PPM. Okay. And then yeah, they sign some, something else that says how much they're putting in? The subscription agreement okay. um, and the operating agreement will all be signed and those will spell out how much they're putting in and everything. Okay. Yep. So everything will be in there, be very clear. Uh, they'll understand how much they're investing. They'll understand uh, hopefully everything about the documents and, and they'll sign it. Um, like I said, within seven to 10 days, because we don't, we want them committed. We want plenty of time to find somebody else if they do back out. Yep. And that seven to 10 days gives them an opportunity to review the documents again, review it with their attorney and uh, really make sure they understand it. Yep. Yep. And is there some exceptions? Will we make exceptions? Yeah. If we feel like somebody's really committed and they do need some extra time to have their attorney review and they're maybe a new investor, we might give them some extra time. We're not going to give a ton of extra time because we want to make sure this thing's funded. So I'm not going to give an extra two or three weeks. I might give an extra, you know, five days 
for their attorney to go through and review it. Yep. But everything in the documents is, is written, written for the investor. So we don't write our documents to, to screw over our investors. We write our documents to be very, very good to our investors. So most of the, most of the stuff that's in there that you might have questions are is like, we have all kinds of disclosures, you know, um, just like nobody reads through the disclosures on like a mutual fund. Quite frankly, they don't provide them. They provide, they do provide disclosures, but they're not the full disclosures. If you ask for the full um, disclosures, you're going to get, it, it's like, it's like 300 pages, you know, and it tells you that, you know, basically if you invest in this mutual fund, you're, um, you could lose everything and all, all kinds of stuff. So um, that's what our documents will say too, is they're, they're going to say that, look, there's risk involved in this and you, you're not guaranteed to get your money out of it. Right. I imagine that another part of this conversation is that just exp expressing to the investor that you are talking to other investors and if they don't get in early enough, you know, you might fill up the, the offering and, and it won't be available. Yeah. If they don't meet the deadlines, then we're going to find somebody else. Yep. It's just how it is. It's not to be mean. It's just how it is. We got to make sure it's funded. And so if they can't make the decision, well, then we got to make sure we move on and get it funded. So let's move on to step number six, which is to fund early. Yeah. So I want to make sure my investors put the money in before we actually close on the property. Uh, man, back in uh, my very first deal, that's when the, the funds were supposed to come in is the day we closed or maybe a couple of days before we closed. And it's very stressful. You know, they did eventually all come in, but extremely stressful and you don't want to count on them coming in that very last day because there's always some sort of hiccups that happen, especially if you're taking money from like IRA investors. So I would suggest minimum of two weeks or 14 days um, or at least 10 business days. And that is what I would do to fund early. Now, the other thing I would suggest, and this is what I'm going to do my next uh, closing, is I'm going to probably go a little bit even earlier than that and provide just a simple interest to my investors, just like a 1% interest. Because look, their money's valuable, but I also want to make sure it's it's funded and we're going to close on time. So uh, most of their money is already being transferred from somewhere and moving and uh, potentially sitting in a, in a low interest bearing account. So let's get that money moved. Let's put it in the account. You'll make 1% interest on your money. And, uh, and we'll make sure we know it's there. Once the money's in, they're, they're in. I mean, could they back out? Would I still allow somebody to back out if they said, hey, I don't want to be in this deal? Sure, I would. But, uh, you know, we've done all the steps. They're, they're committed. I mean, the, the chances of somebody backing out are very, very slim. If you have raised a little bit of extra money, um, you're just fine. Yep. Well, I w you kind of jumped my question. I was going to ask you, do you ever get people wondering if they can earn interest while it's sitting there before the deal closes? But Yeah. Uh, most people don't pay it. Most people don't have any program that provides interest. Um, you know, I was just talking with another investor after uh, this, this last conference, and he was talking about how he had a friend that it 
put money in and the closing kept on delaying, kept on delaying and kept on delaying. And they actually eventually never even closed on the property. And so he got his money back, but he never got any interest on that money. It was wrapped up for like, you know, like five weeks. Well, you know, I think it's your duty as, uh, you know, the sponsor to make sure you're taking care of your investors. In my opinion, taking care of the investors would at least be paying them 1%. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is huge because I can just imagine, you know, a couple of days before the closing, if you're just watching every single email, every single notification, did the wire transfer come through? You know, has everybody funded? Yeah. Um, so if you can get everybody taken care of a couple of weeks ahead of time, that would just make, you know, reduce a ton of stress. Yeah. 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 All right. Anything else? Well, you want to talk about communicating with IRAs? I want to talk about our bonus. So we just went through the six steps, right? Educate early and often, give a sound presentation, that PowerPoint, that telling your story, providing the documents right away, um, contacting each investor with that one-on-one phone call and then the email communication after that, getting it in writing right away, and then funding early. And the last one is our bonus, which we love bonuses, right, John? So our bonus is we want to talk with our IRA investors and make sure they know what they're doing because that's really important because oftentimes our IRA investors think they're going to invest in this deal and then they get all uh, crazy because it's, you know, all of a sudden it's going to take too long and they didn't get, they didn't jump on it right away. So I want to make sure they get it. So in that first one-on-one phone conversation after somebody commits, I'm asking them, Hey, what are, how are you funding this deal? What are, where are your funds coming from? And if they say it's from an IRA, say, well, great. Do you know, or do you have your custodian already picked out? Oh yeah. Uh, well, I've got a couple people I've been talking with. Great. I'm going to send you a contact information for a few of my preferred IRA custodians. I want you to reach out to them. Then I'm going to hang up with them and I'm going to go into my email and I'm going to email my preferred IRA custodians that I've already had relationships with. And if you don't have relationships with them, form them right now and tell them exactly what you're doing. That email is going to say something like this, and I'm going to CC my investor along with the IRA custodian. I'm going to say, Hey, Hey, uh, you know, Mr. IRA guy, Jim, my investor has committed $150,000 into, you know, one, two, three main street, and we're closing, not closing the deal, closing on the funds on, you know, October 25th. We're excited to have him committed, fully committed to the deal. And I want to make sure that everything is in a line to be able to have our IRA set up and fund on time so we don't have any hiccups. Can you make sure you take care of them? Then I'm going to email my you know, IRA custodians along with my investors. And then after that, I'm going to follow up. I'm going to follow up with both the IRA custodian and the investor. We might do another just email that with both of them CC'd, or we might do a phone call with the investors say, Hey, did you get that taken care of? Everything good. Just want to make sure you're on the ball because if they're not, then what happens is they back out because they didn't realize it was going to take quite so long and they don't want to be a burden to you. And so they end up backing out. Yeah. Well, this is a huge bonus, I think. Uh, how long would you say it typically takes for a, a, 
a IRA to roll over to one of these custodians? If you're on the ball, you can do it in, uh, in less than a month. Okay. But even so that's, that's a month. Yep. So somebody shouldn't be waiting till, till funding date to try to set up their IRA. Nope. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's if you're on the ball. You know, a lot of people aren't on the ball with things. That's why I want to make sure right away they're on the ball. That's why I'm asking those questions right away. How are you funding this deal? What, where's, your, where's your source of funds coming from? It's with an IRA. Even if it's with an IRA and they say they already have a custodian, say, well, is it set up? If they say, yep, yeah, everything's 100% set up, then go, okay, great. Have you funded anything before? Yep, we've already funded a deal in the past. Great, so you know the whole process and, and we're gonna be clear to close. Yep, everything's good, perfect. If they don't know, if they haven't funded, they're not quite sure, say, well, let's make sure we have a phone conversation. I'd love to connect with your IRA custodian. Let's connect us together so we're all three connected and then we can make sure the process is going smoothly. Yep. So. You want to find out where they're at, where their education level is. There's a lot of great resources too from IRAs. And so I would educate your investors with that too as you go. So some of my mail, my emails will be about IRAs, self-directed IRAs and how they can use them. Yep. Wow. So, so as you have implemented these different strategies, these different steps, you've found a lot of success in, in just closing and getting those deals funded. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, look, John, you get, you know, 95 plus percent of my investors that say they're going to commit, they actually commit. So I think in my last deal, I had a total of maybe like $65,000 not commit out of 3 million. Okay. You know, I don't, what's that? What, what percent is that? Pretty damn good. Yep. Good. <laughs> so Cool. Well, that's all, that's all I got. You got anything else? No, I think that's great. I guess I would just say to our audience and uh, viewers, you know, if you've got anything out of this, we'd like to hear from you. So uh, go ahead and find us on the YouTube channel, Pillars of Wealth Creation, on our Facebook page by the same name, uh, iTunes by the same name. And we'd love to continue the conversation there. So if you've got something else you'd like to add uh, or something you just really like to point out that you took away from this conversation let us know there or if you got another topic you want us to hit on that you really think is important that we could uh either bring a guest in or maybe we can cover ourselves uh, i'd love to hear from you on that end as well sounds good and then remember don't forget the north star real estate conference we're already going to be uh blasting out because we're doing it only in six months from now april 24th 25th I'm excited. We have a couple speakers already that uh, we've got lined up um, and we're going to be announcing speaker lineups hopefully in the next, you know, three to four weeks and really just blast out the tickets. Uh, make sure you get your ticket. We are going to have a limited amount of tickets again and I'm hoping to sell them all out. The coolest thing, John, is we this last one, we said all proceeds are going to charity. Well, I didn't really know what that meant because we didn't know if we were going to have proceeds because we haven't done this before. And we ended up having proceeds and we're going to be giving about $4,000 to the two charities that we committed to. So that's going to be awesome. We are actually providing nice, sizable donations to these charities and they're excited to be receiving it. So, um, so that's, that's a like 
just awesome. I'm so excited that we were able to do that um, and, and provide that to these charities that really deserve it. Yeah, I, I'm excited about that as well. I mean, <clears throat> when people pay those fees, those ticket fees, they're, they're getting quite a bit. They're getting all getting the value. They're getting the, the presentations. But there's a lot of expenses that goes into preparing the, the event. There's booking the event. There's food involved. So that we did have expenses, um, which is why you say we weren't sure what kind of margin there might be. But yeah, that's yeah. exciting. We were able to uh, provide that much to the to the charities. So yeah, and the you know the uh, uh, the conference um, we it was fairly inexpensive, quite frankly, compared to most conferences. We did not charge a lot of money. Yeah, I had somebody after the conference tell me they'd pay fifteen hundred bucks to come to the conference. So that should tell you that it was a pretty solid conference and people got a lot of value out of it. And we're not charging fifteen hundred bucks this year, don't worry. <laughs> so nreconference.com, John, I'm assuming we'll have it in the show notes with the with the promo code Northstar for people who want to sign up early and get the tickets right now. We are gonna change uh and you know, cap our early bird once we start selling some some tickets we just put them out on sale so once we start selling out we're going to cap our early bird and ticket prices will go up yep sounds good awesome right, yeah, make every day a saturday man you too hey thanks for listening to the show a couple things before we go again go on to our facebook page pillars of wealth we'd love to have you on there go on to itunes give us a rating and review and subscribe to the show also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day. And as I say, make every day a Saturday.